Alright guys, and welcome to Don't Tread on America. I am your host, Don Q, and today's show is brought to you by Redcon1.com, that great supplement company out of Florida. Check the bottom of whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. Click on the link. 20% off if you use T20Cordimus as the promo code. Uh, sometimes they have a better sale than that, so just check them out. Use the link. Tell them Don sent you. All right. Now, on to the topics of today. Today's date is January 12th, 2022. Uh, just a couple of things. Um, I, I have to forewarn you that this show is going to be a lot about the bullshit that's going on in uh, the Supreme Court, in the Senate chambers, uh, in the White House. And, of course, all of that has to do with, unfortunately, COVID. So, I mean, it is what it is. And... Uh, you do what you do in 22, right? <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk about a lot about that. The economy. I, I want to talk about the economy in conjunction with the University of Georgia winning the college championship in history, I should say. Uh, also, the vaccine mandate is still in deliberations in the Supreme Court. And then we'll go into our news of the obvious. I have another segment after that that I probably <laughs> will not get to just for the just for the sake of time. Um, I think it's going to be the research I've done on this particular subject, I think it'd be a show in itself. So actually what I'll do is I'll tease it at the end of this show and then we'll, uh, <clears throat> I'll do another show on just that, just to get you guys into a idea of where I think we are, where we're going. All right, guys, first story. Okay, the last time <laughs> the economy was this bad, unfortunately, was when Jimmy Carter was president, right? Which also was the last time the University of Georgia won the national championship. And, uh, yeah, I, I, congratulations, first of all, to the, to the University of Georgia. It's been, what, 42 years, I believe, since they've won a national championship, and uh, me as a Florida Gator, uh, I'm not the happiest person for them, but nonetheless, it uh, was a SEC win. Um, but I will say this about that. Like I said, the last time that our economy was this bad was in 1980, which was also the last year that the University of Georgia won the national championship. Coincidence? Hmm? Just saying. <laughs> This is from CNN Politics. President Joe Biden is struggling in the minds of the American public. While his approval rating is down on a slew of issues, his difficulties are perhaps most noticeable on the economy. Biden now sports the lowest net economic, economic rating of any president at this point since Jimmy Carter. The latest CNN SSRS poll, Biden comes in with a 44% approval rating to 55% disapproval rating among registered voters, <clears throat> except for in New York City where you uh, don't have to be a registered voter or an American to vote. Anyway, on his economic performance, this makes for a negative nine-point net rating uh, approval rating. The uh, average of all polls taken in December is quite smaller, or I'm sorry, is quite similar with Biden at a negative 13 on the economy. To put that in perspective, the average president at this point in the last 44 years since we've been pulling on this topic, had a net economic approval rating of a plus five. That means that Biden is over 18 points worse than the average. 
And I, I'm really not going to read this whole article because it's going to tell you president by president. It doesn't really matter. My point of this is saying that the economy sucks. That's We all know this, right? News of the obvious. This isn't the news of the obvious segment. But, but my problem with, with all of this is we talk about Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter's worst, the, the economy being this bad was, um, <laughs> was an eight, you know, it was end of his, uh, end of his, um, his term as president. We're not even, a, we're just approaching a year of this jackass being president and the economy's this bad. Now you can blame it on COVID. You can blame it on whatever, but to use his words, um, everything's great, right? The the Grinch didn't steal Christmas. Everything's great. The boats are getting unloaded. But go to your store and tell me that the boats are getting unloaded. Go to your grocery store and tell me that consumer prices aren't up 7% over this time last year. Go put gas in your car and tell me you're not paying a dollar, dollar fifty more a gallon. Go buy meat of any kind, hamburger, chicken, whatever, at the store and tell me it's not a dollar, two, three dollars more a pound than it was a year, two years ago. And this is only in one year. So <clears throat> last year, when Trump was still president, or I should say in, in 20, when the pa- pandemic started and the shit was really hitting the fan, you had the lockdowns, you had all the stuff going on, the prices weren't skyrocketing. Yeah, stores were running out of stuff, but it was mainly because people were going ape shit and buying the crap out of everything. It had nothing to do with a supply chain per se. But now the stores are blown out. The prices are going up every day. Every day you go into a store, it seems like every time I go shopping, something's just a little bit more expensive. And you're getting less and less and paying more and more. And this is one year. What's going to happen at the end of next year, or this year, I should say? What's going to happen at the end of the year after that? This is assuming this man's still president. Not to say that if uh, Kamala's in there, it's going to be any better. But nonetheless... Um, he has not fulfilled, you know, I, I used to say during the show, during the course of the year, I used to play a clip and I said, this is the biggest lie of uh, the year. And it was Biden getting sworn in saying he would uphold the constitution, you know, the blah, blah, blah. What, right. It's the biggest lie. Just, just day one, he told us the biggest lie and he continues to lie. And <sighs> I think it's interesting now that the the uh, news other than Fox or say Newsmax or whatever is actually starting to hold him to task. You have CNN and MSNBC and all these other entities starting to, you know, tell the truth about him. Now, is there an ulterior motive? Um, I guess that remains to be seen. And uh, I guess we'll find out. All right, <clears throat> but nonetheless, congratulations to Georgia. Uh, let's not let's not do this again, so we can get the economy straight. <laughs> because as much as this is going to hurt his, you know, whatever about Biden being president and this hurting his legacy and his presidency, I don't really care about that. I care about my wallet, and I guess unfortunately, you need <laughs> you need the economy to succeed for us to succeed, but 
in order for that to happen, he's going to succeed. But, you know, that's fine. Anyway, on to the second story. Um, so on fr- on Friday, Supreme Court, uh, you know, went into deliberating the uh, OSHA vax mandate. And uh, the the law, I think, was supposed to go into effect on Monday. You had a lot of companies starting to starting to get the ball rolling, I guess, on this. Not that they're really holding people to task yet, because I think they have till February 9th before it's official. Um, now, supposedly, the uh, Supreme Court's supposed to give a decision on Thursday, tomorrow, the 13th. So I guess we'll have to see. But from everything I'm seeing, it doesn't look like it's going to pass. It actually looks like it's going to fail 6-3. to three. You know, whether that's uh, true or not, I guess we'll see, right? But um, like I told you guys the other day, you know, uh, Justice Sotomayor, I'm sorry, Sotomayor, you know, went out to dinner with all the top uh, Democratic, you know, leaders from Congress and and the Senate, you know, went out to dinner, nice steak dinner. And I'm sure nothing was discussed there other than, you know, you know, what they saw on The View or whatever. But, um, you know, she had spouted out during the... uh, arguments about 100,000 kids in hospital on ventilators and whatnot. And uh, I guess to their credit, the CDC and Dr. Walensky came out on Sunday to set the record straight, saying um, the false statement that 100,000 children are hospitalized in serious condition and many on ventilators due to COVID-19. This was uh, Justice Sotomayor, Sotomayor, I should say says, we have over 100,000 children, which were never we had before, in serious condition, and many on ventilators. Walensky appeared on Fox News Sunday, where host Brett Baer asked her directly about the justice's comment, and asking her to clarify the numbers show there are fewer than 3,500 children currently being treated with COVID-19. That's just treated. And uh, she says, yeah. Uh, she quickly moved on to advocate for our vaccination, saying, but now here's what I can say about the pediatric hospitalizations. First of all, the vast majority of children who are on the hospital are unvaccinated. And for those children who are not eligible for vaccinations, we do know there are, they are most likely to get sick from COVID and their family members aren't vaccinated. <clears throat> Walensky's statements closely follow the Biden administration rhetoric that it is the unvaccinated of any age that is fueling the pan, uh, pandemic. Bear asked Walensky if she felt responsible to set, or if she said it, felt a responsibility to set the record straight on the exaggerated numbers she uh, spread through the Biden administration, liberal media, and now the Supreme Court justice. Uh, <clears throat> vietnamese saying on message, Walensky responded, "Yeah, there's, there's that. I'll tell you, I'll." tell you that right now 17 if you're unvaccinated you're 17 more 17 times more likely to be in the hospital and 20 times more likely to die than if you're boosted and so what you know i'm going to finish reading this and then i'm going to go into some more shit here because if if this isn't going to be proof that these people speak out of both sides of their mouth you'll you'll understand what i'm saying and so uh what my responsibility is to do, provide guidance and recommendations to protect the American people. Those recommendations strongly recommend vaccination for our children of the age of five and boosting everyone above the age of 18 if they're eligible. All right. 
So um, the the rhetoric is is insane. There's another story here. I didn't notice this when I'm t- pressure from governor prompts New York hospitals to admit. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you guys saw that, but in New York, the governor they're you know they're spouting all these cases and all these numbers. They're throwing all these numbers out there. Well, it just came out in New York that over half of the people in the hospital aren't even there that they're saying are COVID aren't there for COVID. Okay. And then I've been noticing locally around here, they're starting to put out the numbers again, but it's, uh, I I can't recall the percentages, but I want to say, uh, it was around 45% of the people that were in that they're saying are in the hospital for COVID or actually in there for something else, but they were tested and happened to have COVID. So they're not actually in there for COVID. They're not in there because they're dying from COVID. They might've broken their leg or broken a bone or they were in a car accident or whatever. And then, you know, for whatever reason, we got to test everybody and their brother. And Oh, by the way, yeah, I know you broke your leg, but you also have COVID, but the broken leg has nothing to do with the COVID and the COVID has nothing to do with the broken leg. And you're not even sick from the COVID you're in here because of the broken leg. But that's what I I told you guys this months ago. I told you months ago that these hospital numbers are fake numbers. I told you this, that if you go to the hospital because you are sick, okay. And let's say you go, as soon as you go to the hospital and you get an armband, that doesn't mean just because you have an armband, you go to the hospital. It doesn't mean you're going to a room. They do that when you register. When you walk into the hospital, I'm sick, blah, blah, blah. I broke a leg, blah, blah, blah. Whatever the case may be, they register you. They get your information. They slap an armband on you. Okay? You are now registered to that hospital. You are now admitted into that hospital. You might not be in a room, but you're still admitted to the hospital. Okay? Now, if they test you, And no matter why you're there, like I said, if you broke your leg, broke your arm, you're in a car accident, whatever the case may be, and um, they test you because they test everybody now, I think they goes into the hospital for whatever reason because, you know, God forbid, you might kill everybody in the hospital with the cold. They, uh, oh, now you have COVID. So now let's say you're in there for the broken leg, for example, but you have COVID, you're a number. So that's how they have these numbers. It would be nice if they would go through the past year and a half or, you know, I guess we're into year three, I guess two years, it'd be nice if they were able to actually do this. I know they won't and they can't, but if they could go through and say, Oh, these, uh, <clears throat> you know, hundred thousand, uh, hospital registrations, only 20,000 of them were COVID were here for COVID, but they won't do that because that ruins the narrative. My, my question is, and always has been why, Why are they doing this? Why are they pushing the narrative and trying to scare the shit out of people? You have Omicron come on the scene a couple of weeks ago. People lost their damn mind. And the lines, I mean, even here in Florida, the lines are are crazy. Just people trying to get tested. And my question is to these people, are you sick? Is there anything wrong with you? I've seen the news. I've seen local news where... You know, they've gone to these people that are in lines, you know, around the state. You know, what are you here for? Well, I just want to make sure I don't have it. 
Is there anything wrong? And they don't ask this question. <laughs> That's why I couldn't be a news reporter. I'd be like, well, what's wrong with you? Well, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm just curious. The thing is, is it, if, you, if you're sick, okay, if you're physically sick, I'm sneezing, cold, cough, blah, 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 whatever, then you, should you get tested? If you want to, get tested. If you want to get tested to make sure you don't have it and then maybe not go to work or whatever the case may be, then so be it. Um, but to just get tested, to get tested, to see if you might have it, what's the point? Okay, you feel fine. You have no symptoms. But now, oh, by the way, you have COVID. Well, how do we spread that? How do we not spread that? Right? Obviously, it's not from getting vaccinated, right? This is the CEO of Pfizer. Okay? So he's one of the, one of the three uh, vaccines that we use in this country. And this is what he had to say about the vaccine. Uh, and we know that... Um the three, the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any. The three doses with a booster, they offer reasonable protection against hospitalization and deaths. Uh, in, in against deaths, I think very good, um, and less protection against uh, infection. Now, we are working on a on a new version of our vaccine, the 1.1. Let me put it that way, that uh, will cover Omicron as well. And, uh, of course, uh, we are waiting to, to have the final results. The vaccine will be ready in March. So uh, now we're going to have a new vaccine, right? So here's the Pfizer CEO. I don't know if he's a doctor or not. It doesn't matter. Whatever. He's running the show. That says, <clears throat> says um, the two doses won't, does, doesn't do anything. Also offers very little protection, right? Three doses with a booster offer reasonable protection against hospitalizations and deaths. Okay. But also won't do anything for Omicron. So guess what? In March, in a couple months here, we're going to have a new one for you. And it's going to be, it's going to help towards the, the, uh, the Omicron. So now... If you've double, if you've double vaxxed and you've boosted with Pfizer or Moderna or whoever, now come March, you're going to have to do another shot. Guys, <laughs> if anybody that's listening to this is vaccinated, cool. I don't care. That was your choice. I hope you did it by the, you know, by your doctor's recommendation and, and they did some blood work on you to make sure you needed the vaccine. Um, but if you did, you have to feel some sort of way. One would, one would believe that most of the people that listen to this probably are not vaccinated. Uh, I don't really care who is and who isn't. I just pray that if you are, you did it by, the, by doing the right things. I, I have a personal opinion on this that that I would say probably at least 40 to 50% of of the country that's been vaccinated did it under the guides of, well, if I just do it, I won't have to wear a mask. If I just do it, I won't have to worry about this. If at my job, I, I, if I do it, I just, I can get a little extra money. I can get free stuff. I can, you know, there's a lot of people that just did it just because of those reasons. 
I would say the majority of those people, the 40, 50% didn't do it for, to be healthy, to not get COVID. But the problem is, is when you have the president of the United States, so when is this going to get fact-checked? When is he going to get kicked off of Twitter? When is he going to get kicked off of YouTube for saying stuff like this? The, the various shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. Um, hmm. So that was at one of his town halls he did early last year. And, uh, hmm. Is that, is that true? Because the Pfizer CEO just said that they offer little, little to no protection. And here's the president saying that. I believe the CDC person was saying the same thing. And when is, when is enough enough, right? So you had the, the CDC director on, she was on CNN. I think this was on Saturday. Uh, Saturday. This, this was just this past weekend. Saturday or Sunday, anyway, she was on with Wolf Blitzard. And uh, she had this to say about the vaccines. Um, our vaccines are working exceptionally well. They continue to work well for Delta with regard to severe illness and death. They prevent it. But what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. So if you're going home to somebody who has not been vaccinated, to somebody who can't get vaccinated, somebody who might be immunosuppressed or a little bit fail, uh, frail, somebody who has um, uh, comorbidities that put them at high risk, I would suggest you wear a mask in public indoor setting. So... She just, you just heard what she said, right? Um, and then Joe, what was that, Joe? The various shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not going to, you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. She also um, said on one of the Sunday shows that, <laughs> and I, I covered this on the last show. That 75%, right, of COVID deaths occurred in people with at least four uh, comorbidities, right? I think that was my news of the obvious story on Sunday. Uh, so, of course, we have to have the AP News come out and fact check it, right? So, it was missing context. Walensky was discussing CDC study that specifically looked at people who are vaccinated against COVID-19. A detail that was removed in some versions circulating online. She was citing the studies finding that 78% of people who are vaccinated against COVID but died from the disease had four other risk factors. Okay, so that's the AP's assessments. The fact, widely shared social media posts are sharing a part of Walensky's January 7th interview with ABC's Good Morning America to suggest that she said most people who die from COVID-19 have at least four comorbidities. Okay, this is where I'm going to get fired up. And before I get fired up, I want to say this, because I'm also fired up about another situation. Okay, you guys all know we have a website, DontTreadOnAmerica.com. From that website, you can reach me there. You can reach me on Facebook, Twitter, or uh, I don't really do the YouTube because I've been kicked off and banned and back and forth. So I'm done dealing with them. Anyway, um, my point is... So <laughs> there's, there's a, there's a, uh, I'm going to call him a fan. Okay. And I'm not going to say his name, but if he's going to, if he listens to this episode, he's going to know exactly who I'm talking about. And, uh, I'll say this about that. If you guys want to know who he is, 
go to the Facebook page, Don't Tread on America on Facebook. Look at the show, the post I made of the show that I did on Sunday. Okay, the Sunday show was about uh, Joe's job numbers and uh, whatever I don't remember Supreme Court stuff. I think uh, he had made a comment on that post about how I was a liar, and I told you guys that the uh, job numbers for December were one hundred ninety nine thousand, and uh, he called me a liar, saying it was eight hundred thousand. So, I don't care. I, I really don't care. If you disagree with me, that's fine. I encourage the interaction. If you want to find me on Twitter, at DTOM underscore 1775, or my personal Twitter, which is PCGC underscore 1775, or if it's just easier for you to go on Facebook at Don't Tread on America, that's fine. If you, when you see a post that I make, or that Chris makes, whether it's a meme, a stupid meme, a, a story, um, I'm posting the show and you want to say something, cool. I don't care. And if you disagree with me, that's fine too. I don't care. If you want to call me a liar, if you want to call me a stupid fuck, guess what? I don't care because that's your opinion. But please do me a favor. If you're going to comment on something I post or Chris posts and you want to have a discussion about said post, don't make a post and then block replies. Because this guy goes on there, calls me a liar, says 800,000, blah, 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 I'm a liar, I don't know what I'm talking about. I try to give him the facts, and I can't even post on my fucking Facebook page. I can't even, so he blocked, so he made the post and blocked replies. Somehow or another. I'm not that Facebook savvy, so I don't even know how to do that. I guess him living in his mom's basement, he figured it out, but... Uh, I will say this about that. Uh, I appreciate the downloads. I I see what state you live in, and I would assume you're probably the guy that's giving me those downloads from that state. That's cool. I appreciate it. And all I have to say about that is tell your friends. Get on the hate train. I don't care. As long as you're listening to the show and you're interacting with me, that's cool. But don't Get on the Facebook. Don't get on the Twitter. Don't email me. Don't go on my um, on my uh, website and say shit and then run and hide. If you want to have a discussion about something, let's have a discussion. And then on to this AP fact-checking, quote-unquote fact-checking. This is the stuff that pisses me off about fact-checkers. So the assessment is that 78, so she said 75, they say 78% of the vaccinated against COVID died. Is that any better? Does that make the story any better? <laughs> she says, or, or however it was broke up on the video, whatever, that 75% of COVID deaths were people with four, uh, four or more comorbidities, right? Their assessment is that it was 78% of vaccinated people. Uh, I, I, I'm not the smallest man, but I would think that kind of undermines your argument for vaccinations. Okay, when all this shit started, right, when the vaccines first rolled out early last year, what did they tell everybody? They told everybody, if you're elderly or if you have pre-existing conditions, if you have these comorbidities, 
And, uh, you know, they had a list. I don't know all of them. It was what obesity, heart disease, lung disease, cancer, uh, immunodeficiency diseases, those types of things. Then you were you qualified for the vaccine. For example, uh, in Florida, and I don't know if this was like this in every state, but in Florida, it was 65 and older or if you had these other issues. Okay, so like, for example, I'm 48 years old at the time I was 47. I qualified because I have cancer. So I could have gotten the vaccine back in, you know, whenever it was, February, whenever it was first available. Of course, obviously, I chose not to do so. I'll take my chances, right? But the argument was over 65, you have any of these pre-existing health conditions, you should get the shot. Okay, so this is saying that 75, 78, whatever number one you use there, of the people that got the shot died from COVID anyway. So when they were selling you this bill of goods back in whenever of this vaccine, I played the clip from Biden. You get the shot. You'll be protected. You, you won't transmit. You'll be fine. You're good to go. You can live your life, right? They said this. All of these fucking people said this. Fauci, Biden, Walensky, whoever else, all said the same fucking thing. Okay, so now let's put it into context. If you are a fat, uh, whatever color, whatever gender person, I don't care, that doesn't matter. God forbid if you were 65, fat, had heart disease, and cancer. <laughs> I'm not laughing at it, but I'm just saying, if you had four or more comorbidities, whatever those four things were, and you're like, shit, I'm you know, 300 pounds, I've got a heart problem, I've got cancer, and... Uh, uh, I'm 68, right? Whatever. I better go get this damn shot because they're telling me that I'm going to die if I don't get the shot. But then, damn, son of a bitch, I died anyway. Right? I don't know what that number is, that 78%. I don't know what the percentage of people that are vaccinated have four or more comorbidities. But let's just say of the... 200 million people or so that are vaccinated, let's just say that 500,000 of those people have four or more, more comorbidities, whatever those things are, whatever, whatever four they are, doesn't matter. So you're saying that 500,000 people, you're saying uh, fucking, what, 80, so let's just round it up, 80%. So, uh, 460,000 <laughs> roughly of those people died because you told them they would be safe if they got this shot and nobody's being held accountable for this. Are you serious? Like one of the things I asked people that had gotten the shot early on was, well, what happens if you get sick? What happens if, what happens if God forbid something happens? Oh, well they make you sign a piece of paper saying that you can't hold anybody responsible. This is your own choice. So you're, you're a willing participant in a guinea pig operation of medicine that you don't have any idea if, number one, if it's going to work, number two, it's going to make you sick or kill you. I mean, I'm just talking about the medicine itself, not actually thinking that you're invincible. I've took the magic pill. I've took the magic shot. I'm good. I'm not going to get COVID. I can live my life. Biden, Fauci, when all these people said I'm safe. Yeah, I know I'm 300 pounds. Yeah, I know I've got heart issue. Yeah, I know. God forbid you're going to die anyway. But in, on the meantime, B12, 
because you were a good boy or girl and got your vaccine and you have your little card, go to Krispy Kreme and get some free donuts. You go and get some free beer. You can go to this restaurant and get a free burger. Let's keep you fat and sassy because that's not the issue. On this show, I, me and Chris have been saying this for months, damn near fucking year. If everyone would just focus on getting healthy, if they would focus on uh, instead of free donuts and free beer and free burgers and fries, maybe if they focused on a free salad, a free protein shake, maybe discounted vegetables at the grocery store, maybe some free gym memberships, you know, that might have helped. Uh, like I said, I'm not the youngest person on in the in the building. I'm not the uh, healthiest person in the building with, with my pre-existing conditions. I go to the gym three, four, five times a week. I work out. I bust my ass at work on my feet all day. Uh, well, not all day. I mean, whatever time I go in, what time I get done, I work about nine, ten hours a day. Still do the gym a couple hours. Do this show. I'm busy. I might get five or six hours of sleep. I stay busy. I stay moving. The key is movement. Get off your ass and do some work. If you have a job where you're on your ass and you do computer work or whatever that is, cool. I'm glad that you got a job that's easy or, you know, physically easy. Might not be mentally easy, but whatever. But you, more so than anybody, need to do that much more. You need to get off your ass every day. I know your job might be mentally task tasking. I get that. But there is no magic shot. There is no magic pill. Like I told you on one of the shows, you see these diet pills. Oh, take, you know, the whatever diet pill and you'll lose 10, 50, 100 pounds along with healthy diet and exercise. <laughs> you know, it's always in the fine print. Well, no shit, right? Uh, maybe, just maybe, now hear me out. If you did the healthy diet and exercise, you wouldn't need the pill. I mean, granted, if I'm uh, Mr. Diet Pill Extraordinaire Seller, I'm not going to tell you that because I want you to buy the diet pills. But they have to put that in there because if you sold a diet pill, whatever brand, whatever, 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 if you sold a diet pill and it says you will lose 20 to 50 pounds in the first six months, whatever, that's a bold claim, right? Flip it over. It always has asterisks, not backed up by FDA, uh, along with healthy diet and exercise, blah, blah, blah. They have to tell you all that because if they don't and you buy the pill and take it and you don't lose any weight or gain weight for that matter, you could sue them, right? <laughs> so now when you buy the pill and you don't lose the weight, and you're like, what the fuck? I just bought this pill and I ain't losing any weight. Uh, well, did you do the instructions where it says healthy diet and exercise? Well, no. Well, <laughs> You got to do that. Well, no shit. If I did that, I wouldn't need the fucking pill. That's what I've been telling you guys. The vaccine's the same thing. There's no magic shot. This is a new disease. You can't come up with a vaccine that quickly that's going to work. It might have worked at the beginning, but like I've been saying, like Chris has been saying, with, with these types of viruses, they're going to mutate. They're going to change. They're going to be different variants. I like to call them strains because that's what they are. It's just like the flu. Every year. Okay. I'm sorry. I get a little fired up when it comes to this stuff because the idiocracy in this country, and, and speaking of idiocracy, if you guys have ever seen that movie, classic. If you haven't seen that movie, see it. Because granted, it doesn't necessarily have to do with anything that's going on now as far as like vaccines and lockdowns and this type of stuff. 
but the the uh the, i mean the name of the movie itself idiocracy <laughs> okay it tells you how stupid we are now how stupid the the uh these phones these computers every, the internet all this stuff has made us lazy and dumb okay I, you know i said it whatever but one thing i wanted to do and i was having this discussion i was like you know what let's let's stop the, let's stop looking at twitter let's stop looking at facebook let's stop watching the d- different variants of the news and and getting those people's opinions i'm going to go to the vares website okay for you guys that don't know vares means something okay oh <laughs> i don't know exactly it's vaccine adverse reaction something so this is the government's website. This isn't the uh, DTOM make-believe website. This is, <laughs> and this is was printed out uh, January 7th. I'm going to put this in the show notes. So for anybody that's listening to this show that wants to call me a liar and say that I'm making up numbers and making up whatever, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, read the show notes. This will be on there. You can click on this and read it for yourself. Okay. Now, this is the very summary for COVID-19 vaccines through December 31st of this past year. So, the um, the the data released started January 7th of 21 up until um, December 31st of 21. So, basically, from the beginning of the vaccine to this to the end of this past year. Okay, so it doesn't include the first two weeks of this year that we're in. All right. So overall, well, the way it breaks it down is it gives the uh, U.S. data, it gives the overall, or not even the overall, it gives, I don't know if this is overall including U.S. or if this is everything but the U.S., but nonetheless, I'm just going to focus on the U.S. data because ultimately this is don't tread on America, just not don't tread on the world. The world has their own problems. Obviously, this is a world issue, but uh, whatever. <laughs> I don't know how accurate the VAERS, uh, the VAERS reporting is in Mongolia. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to focus on the U.S. data. Okay, so this these numbers represent, there's a, there's a column here, and it says U.S. data only COVID-19 vaccines. Okay, then there's another column next to it, U.S. data only all other vaccines vaccines from 1990 to present. So you have the COVID vaccines for the year of 21, okay? And every other vaccine out there that has been administered since 1990. I don't know all of them, but for those of you that have kids and you've gotten your kids vaccinated with, you know, the measles, the mumps, the rubella, blah, 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 polio, whatever, you understand there's quite a bit, there's, you know, five, six, seven, eight, ten, whatever different vaccines that you can get, right? And this is even elected vaccines that you can get, I would assume. So all other vaccines since 1990, so you're talking 31 years ago, 31 years of vaccine reporting incidents, okay? Versus one year of COVID vaccine, Okay. So, the number of adverse reactions, COVID vaccine. So, if you've gotten the COVID vaccine and you had an re- adverse reaction, you went to your doctor, I'm um, breaking out in hives, whatever, they report it, it goes into this website. 
715,000 reports of adverse reactions from the COVID-19 vaccine. Now compare that to all other vaccines in the past 31 years, 754,000. So in 30 years of other people, of all the other vaccines out there, you've had only 40,000 more adverse reactions compared to one year of COVID shots. So number of life-threatening events. Now, I don't know exactly how that is broke down. I would assume you didn't die, but you came pretty damn near close, right? (laughs) So in one year of COVID vaccines, there's been just over 11,000 reports. In 31 years of all other vaccines, 98, well, let's call it 9,900. It was 98, 95, whatever. So almost 9,900, almost 10,000 number of life-threatening events in 31 years of all the other vaccines versus 11,000, well, it's a little more than 11,000, we'll just call 11,000, of one year of COVID. (laughs) Number of hospitalizations from the vaccine. So the one year of COVID, 46,000. Ad, uh, number of hospitalizations, 46,000. In the 31 years of all the other vaccines, 38,000. So what's that, 8,000 less hospitalizations from all the other proven, time-tested, trialed <laughs> vaccines. Number of deaths. Now this is from the vaccine. This isn't from COVID. This isn't... And this isn't even number of deaths from getting COVID after getting the vaccine. This is numbers of deaths. This is from the vaccine. These numbers have nothing to do with getting COVID. This is from the vaccine. This is an adverse reaction to the vaccines. Okay? Number of deaths. 9,778 deaths from the COVID-19 vaccine. Versus 5,233 deaths from all other vaccines over the past 31 years. Hmm. Sign me up. (laughs) Where do I get this unproven serum to get into my bones and my blood? And this isn't conspiracy theory. This isn't made up bullshit. This is off the VAERS website, guys. It'll be in the show notes. Look it up. Look for yourself. And then if you want to have a discussion, go to Twitter Go to Facebook. Just do me a favor. Don't block it so I can't reply. If you want to have a discussion, let's have a discussion. I'm going on because there's a lot more to talk about on this. Number of permanent disabilities after the vaccination. Okay. So whatever those disabilities are doesn't specify. But if it's a disability, I would say it's pretty disabling. Therefore, it's reported. Right. So in the one year of COVID vaccines, you've had um, 11,413 reports of this in one year of having COVID vaccines. In the 31 years of proven vaccines, you've had 12,787. So about 1,000 more for the proven vaccines over 31 years. (laughs) I'm emphasizing, if you guys haven't been able to figure that out. I'm emphasizing the 31 years. That's a lot. Let's, I mean, if we just average it out, right? I mean, shit, just quick math. 
number of hospitalizations, 38,000 whatever hospitalizations, right? So that's what, 1,000? A little more, 1,800 a, <laughs> a year? Not even 1,800, just a little more than 1,000 a year versus 46,000 <laughs> for one year? Number of office visits. So that's you got the vaccine, you went to your local pharmacist or Walmart or wherever, and you got the, got the shot, and then you broke out in high, so you went to the doctor's office. In the one year of the COVID vaccine, you've had almost 140,000 office visits versus 47,000 for all the other vaccines for the past 31 years. Number of emergency room department visits, you had for the, now this is the one number that eclipses COVID uh, two times, almost three times the amount, but nonetheless, emergency room, uh, you know, visits, Almost 89,000 visits from the COVID from the one year of the COVID vaccine versus 202, almost 203,000 uh, over the 31 years of of the uh, the other one. That's what's that? Uh, that's that's not even that's what six thousand? No, yeah, that's six almost seven thousand a year for the other. Vaccines versus you know eighty nine thousand for the one year of COVID. I mean that's that's a good number to look at. I mean you see this number two hundred two. See look two hundred two. Thirty one years. <laughs> okay. And then an, a, one of the big keys, and this is one of the things that I'm I'm I don't like to see this. I shouldn't say I'm glad to see this on here because it's not a a good number to see because there's nothing good about birth defects. But one of the things that you've been hearing about a lot of younger women hesitant against getting the vaccine was, well, I'm thinking about getting pregnant or I just got pregnant or, you know, whatever the case may be. And uh, I don't want to have any issues with the baby. And they tell oh, there's you'll be fine. No issues. No issues. OK, the number is relatively small. I'll give them that. But the number is there. OK. So the number of birth defects after vaccination. So in the one year of the COVID vaccine, you've had 435 birth defects. Okay, it's not an astounding number. Um, but to say, I, I don't know how many birth defects happen every year. So to say that that number is just from the vaccine is 435 too many in my opinion. But in the 31 years of all other vaccines, there's only been 103. So my point is, is that you guys are stupid for... No, <laughs> my point is this. This is, like I said, this is a government website. This isn't something I made up. This isn't something I just, you know, threw uh, darts at a number, you know, on the, at the dartboard and hit numbers and be like, that looks like a good number. I'm going to put that down. This is off of their website. This will be on the uh, show notes. Look it up. Look it for yourself. If you can't understand, and if your friends, like I said, I would assume that the majority of the people that listen to this show haven't been vaccinated, or if you have, you might have regretted it, and you probably haven't gotten the booster, whatever. If you have friends that are thinking about getting the shot, I really wish you would share this, this particular episode or this show in general with them. Um, I don't, I try, I really don't make up stuff. Everything I bring to you guys, I read, I give you articles and I give you a broad 
span of articles. I have CNN, MSNBC, AP, VAERS website, government websites. Yeah, I do some Fox News. I do some Newsmax. I try to get articles from everywhere. But please, please share this with your friends. Let them know. I'm just a regular dude. I might have my opinions on stuff. I might get a little loud and I might get a rambunctious and I might drop a cuss word or 20. You know, it is what it is, right? We're all adults here. This show is not meant for children, although I do believe your your high school kids and your college kids would get a lot from this show, my personal opinion. These numbers are here. Share them with your friends, please. Go to the website. Go to the Go to the uh, show notes and use this and share it with your friends. Please, please, please. All right. On to the next thing. Let me see what I got here. Okay, so this is still kind of based off of the the uh, off of the uh, the stuff with the thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> off of the bears. Okay, now this is um, out of, uh, this is from Bloomberg News. And this is uh, out of Europe. Okay, repeat booster shots spur European warning on immune system risk. Now, this was yesterday. Now, uh, obviously, uh, this was written by Irina Angel, maybe. Obviously a fan of the show. (laughs) European Union regulators warned that frequent 19 booster shot, COVID-19 booster shots could adversely affect the immune system and may not be feasible Repeat booster shots, doses every four months could eventually weaken the immune system and tire out people, according to the European Medical uh, Medicines Agency. Uh, I believe it was a show a couple shows ago. We talked about that every shot is lessening your immune system around thirty percent. So shot one, you're down. If you're a perfectly healthy individual, shot one knocks you down to 30. Shot two knocks you down to 40. Shot three, shot four, you have no immune system. I talked about this, guys. I said these these shots are very are very much in the sense of uh, uh, testosterone shots. You know, for men, older men. Get a little tired, get a little fat, get a little slow. Testosterone drops instead of being cool and going to the gym. They do it lazy way. They go get a T, T uh, testosterone uh, test. You know, oh, your testosterone is low. We can give you this testosterone shot. The thing is, once you start doing that, your body stops um, producing testosterone. Therefore, you constantly need these shots. And once you stop then you get even fatter and even lazier because it really zaps you. The, um, and that's why there's al- there should be alternatives, <laughs> just like there should be alternatives to these COVID vaccines. Uh, those would be get off your ass and move, go to the gym, go for a walk, ride a bike. I've been telling you guys, I, like I said, I'm just a, Dude with a full-time job and a part-time podcast, but I kind of might know a little bit something about something. I got my uh, my reporter on the streets, Mr. Chris K, feed me information. He might not be on the show every day when, when I do a show, but trust me, he's very much a part of this show. He's very integral in the things I talk about. Um, so this is a two-man operation, even though I do a lot of the talking. Uh... I'm telling you guys, <laughs> we're, we're more right than we're wrong. 
Go back and listen to some of the older shows. If you're new to the show, go back to some of our shows back in March and April, May, where we talked about vaccine passports and and different things like that. Uh, So this is out of Canada. And Canada, and like I've said, as bad as we think we have it here in America with with, you know, lockdowns and whatever's going on in the state you might live in. Uh, and now with the OSHA things with Supreme court, we're still waiting to hear from that. We, we, we really don't have it bad compared to Canada, Australia, some of these other countries that are losing their mind over the shit. So Quebec to impose significant financial penalties against people who refuse to get vaccinated. Playing with my money is like playing with my emotions. Yeah. You <laughs> you start messing with people's money and things get rough. Look at Kachikstan, uh, right? What was that, last week? These people are going crazy. Now, the reports will tell you in Kachikstan that the, uh, the reason the people revolted and whatever, now they're calling it a coup. I'm sure it'll be a January, whatever, uh, insurrection. <laughs> once they, once people start talking about it, they're going to tell you it was because of lockdowns. They're going to tell you it's because of gas prices. They're going to tell you because of whatever shortages. The reason, the reason this happened in Kazakhstan was because, okay. Yeah. COVID, right. Obviously. But it wasn't for the reasons they're telling you. It wasn't because gas prices went up. It wasn't because your electric bill went up and the stores, you know, the same things we're seeing here in America. That's not why. The reason why is a lot of these people started to go to the bank because they're worried about, the, you know, the, their money being worthless. Much like I've been telling you guys, you know, keep an eye on the stock market. Keep an eye, if you have investments, if you have stuff, keep an eye on it because everything that's going on is very eerily similar to what happened in 1918 into the 20s after the Spanish flu. It's very reminiscent of what's going on or what had happened. But nonetheless, so people over there started to uh, think the same things and they wanted to go get the money, their money out of the banks. Well, the banks told them no. Why? Well, you can't get money out of the bank or we can only give you a limited amount of money unless you're vaccinated. And what the fuck? That's my money. (laughs) <laughs> when you play with people's monies, they lose their mind. I'm not a rich man, but guarantee if someone stole $100 from me, we're going to have a problem. And $100 ain't that damn much money, but we're still going to have a problem. You break into my house, we're going to have a problem. Or you're going to have a problem. But, uh, <laughs> and I'm not talking a lot of money. If I go to the bank and I can't get my money out of the bank because I'm not vaccinated, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> okay? And in Canada, in Quebec, they're going to start delving out fines. And uh, so the province is consulting with finance minister and its legal advisors about implementing a measure, but uh, about, you know, 50 to $100 is, you know, fees for uh, health care country. What is it called? Uh like if you smoke, I know on my insurance, I don't smoke, but there's a, damn, I can't think of the word, but you have a, uh, like a 60, you know, a $600 penalty if you smoke, right? Um, it's similar to that. Now I have a friend, I know, shocking as it may seem, I have a friend <laughs> that works for, I'm not going to say where he works, he works for a particular company and they got these, uh, 
these same fees for COVID. If you're unvaccinated, you have to pay. I don't know what he said it was. But it's the same thing. But here you have the uh, premier of uh, Quebec, Francois Legault, said that uh, 50 to $100 isn't significant enough for him. And I don't know if that's a month or, or what that is. But you get these, you know, <laughs> these uh, fees, fines, whatever, for not being vaccinated. If that's $50, $100, and that's not significant enough, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if that's a month. It doesn't say in this article. But, um, and of course, they want to take it to court. In Kazakhstan, you'd be taking it to the streets. You know what I'm saying? But um, whether that's $50, $100, $200, whether that's a month, a week, a year, um, if it's a year, you know, whatever. $200 to me, if if my insurance company said, oh, if you're not going to be vaccinated, you got to pay a $200 surcharge because... You know, blah, blah, blah. Cool. Whatever. That's worth my life. That's to me. $200 is a drop in the bucket for my, for the things I believe the vaccine's about. Me personally. Um, that's fine. Um, I don't smoke. I don't pay that surcharge, whatever. But if these numbers, this 50, 100 is not significant enough for him. If this is a weekly number, if this comes out of their paychecks weekly, or if this is a tax, if that, you know, whatever it is. It's ridiculous. I mean, to to charge people for choices. I saw on Twitter when I was waiting. I was waiting to get ready to do the show, and my neighbor, you know, she has a lawn guy that comes, and no shit, as soon as I get ready to start recording, he's, you know, I'm like, shit. So I'm sitting here waiting for him to get done. So I'm scrolling Twitter, and I can't recall. Uh, someone made a tweet about uh, vaccines not being um uh, you know, mandate it. And some, I don't know, it was about schools and uh, vaccines. And some guy puts on Twitter the, um, let me pull up the thread here. And so the, the initial tweet was about stuff and I lost it. <laughs> don't worry about me. I'm fine. Um, anyway, it was about vaccinations and some guy commented on there saying, uh, well, you have to be vaccinated for your kid. Your kids have to be vaccinated to go to school. Okay. Um, and, or would you rather, you know, education or Disney world or going to a restaurant? And, I, and it was Tim pool that had started. I don't know if he started a tweet or he, he retweeted it, but it was something to the effect of, uh, well, I don't need a vaccine card to go out to eat. I, you know, prior to COVID, you didn't have to go, if you went to dinner, you didn't have to show them proof that you were vaccinated against polio to go to dinner, did you? No. <laughs> I've said this before, too. In my life of working, I've been working jobs since I was 16. Never once did I have to show them proof of vaccination to have a job. Right? Never once. I mean, like I said, now, granted, you did have to have certain vaccinations to be in school. But you still have a choice to be homeschooled. Right? You also, it says, so I tweeted out and put on the comments of this one guy saying all this shit. And I don't remember his Twitter handle, but something about he was a lawyer, allegedly. I don't know if that's true or not. I guess you can be anything you want to be on Twitter. But my point to this was, and I, I went to the CDC website, <laughs> vaccinations for children, are they, are they required? The CDC does not, it's not their job to do that. 
It's up to the states. And I tweeted that. I screenshotted the picture, and I said, uh, "This it's up to the states just like this should be up to the states. And uh, which is pretty much where this is going to go. I can tell you right now for sure that I feel pretty confident, and I wish the people that are listening to this that are panicking over what their job may be telling them from the last couple of days, just wait. Don't overreact. Don't rush out and get the shot unless you want to. Don't quit your job. Don't lose your mind. Just wait. Okay? You, you're, it's going to be fine. Just wait. All right. On to our final segment of the day. News of the Obvious. With your host, PCGC. That's right. <laughs> News of the Obvious with Mike. Uh, and this portion of the show is brought to you by Maker's Mark Bourbon. That's right, Maker's Mark. Fine bourbon out of Kentucky. Check them out. Go to the website. Tell them the D-Tom boys sent you. And go buy some Go buy some Maker's Mark. I don't have any discount codes for that. I'm sorry, because they don't do that for liquor. But it's good good stuff. And they're making our own own batch for us here. Hopefully we're still relevant when it's ready. And you know maybe I'll put it on the website to sell. I don't know. We'll see. All right. So, new documents reveal early beliefs that COVID was engineered. Holy shit. (laughs) January 11th. This is from Technofog. If you guys don't follow him on Twitter, uh, you're really doing stuff wrong. I'm just saying that because uh, I don't know if this guy's a lawyer, exactly what he does, but he has a sub stack. Uh, He has a real good Twitter feed. Check him out. Anyway. Since the start of COVID-19 pandemic, NIAIDCQBW Director Dr. Anthony J. Fauci and NIH Director Francis Collins have decried the theory that the virus escaped from the Wuhan Institute of Virology as a conspiracy theory. Back in March of 2020, Collins said, Claims that COVID-19 was engineered in the lab were outrageous. He pointed out to a new study that debunks such claims by providing scientific evidence that this novel coronavirus arose naturally. Notably, one of the study's authors, Kristen uh, Anderson, had previously informed Fauci that some features of the virus looked engineered. Never to be outdone, in May of 2020, Fauci told the National Geographic that this virus could not have been artificially or deliberately manipulated. Could not. He left no room for doubt. Everything about the stepwise evolution over time strongly indicates that this virus evolved in nature and then jumped to a species. Hmm. Interesting. Today, congressional Republicans released emails revealing scientists and researchers who are certainly not conspiracy theorists informing Fauci and Collins of their beliefs that the virus was man-made. These are notes from February 1st of 2020 conference call were forwarded to Fauci and Collins on February 2nd. Here are the excerpts from the Republican release. The RBD didn't look engineered to him, as in no human would have selected the individual mutations and cloned them into RBD. I think we all agree. Tissue culture uh, passages can often lead to gain of basic sites, including furin Cleveland uh, cleavage sites, and um, says uh, this is stuff they have seen with human coronaviruses. So now this 
This portion I'm about to read here is highlighted. I don't know why, so we'll see. He is bothered by the fern sight and has hard time uh, explaining that as an event outside the lab, though there are possible ways in nature, but highly unlikely. So I, I'll put this also on the show notes. If you guys want to read through it, you can, because I really don't feel like going through every little thing here. It's a very interesting article, but it basically debunks everything that Fauci and Collins has been saying since last year, or since two years ago now. And and I even told you guys about how Fauci was in bed with Moderna prior to this even happening when they started to develop this coronavirus vaccines before there was even a corona, well, before COVID-19, I should say. There's There's been coronaviruses. This isn't new. Um, the bird, not bird flu, but you had SARS was a COVID virus. So, I mean, why did they do this? I don't know. I mean, I have ideas. I have suspicions. I have conspiracy theories on, on the why. But obviously the how has always been out there. And we've been talking about it here and many other podcasts have been talking about it. We've been talking about it forever on this show. And uh, thank God there is one uh, politician that is a doctor, probably more so than Fauci, that has been holding him to task. This is Dr. This is Senator Dr. Rand Paul, who I, I feel personally isn't going to rest until this dude's gone, until he's fired. I, and I've been saying this for, for a while now. He, this isn't a fireable offense. This is a go-to-jail offense. But uh, here we go. But when the planner is a government official like yourself who rules by mandate, the errors are compounded and become much more harmful. A planner who believes he is the science leads to an arrogance that justifies, in his mind, using government resources to smear and to destroy the reputations of other scientists who disagree with him. In an email exchange with Dr. Collins, you conspire, and I quote here directly from the email, to create a quick and devastating published takedown of three prominent epidemiologists from Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. Apparently, there's a lot of fringe epidemiologists at Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. And you quote in the email that they were from Dr. Collins, and you, you agree that they are fringe. And immediately, there's this takedown effort. A published takedown, though, you know, doesn't exactly conjure up the image of a dispassionate scientist. Instead of engaging them on the merits, you and Dr. Collins sought to smear them as fringe and take them down, and not in journals, in lay press. This is not only antithetical to the scientific method, it's the epitome of cheap politics, and it's reprehensible, Dr. Fauci. Do you really think it's appropriate to use your $420,000 salary to attack scientists that disagree with you? So Fauci goes on to say that Rand Paul's a liar. He don't know what he's talking about. Same old shit because he doesn't have any answers. God forbid he'd tell you the truth because he knows he's in way too deep at this point. Because uh, Dr. Paul has been saying this for a couple of years now, a year and a half. And he's trying to hold him to task. In my opinion, this goes beyond him needing to be fired. He needs to go to prison. Okay. Um, in this was yesterday in the Senate Health Committee when they were holding hearings on this. Um, Fau uh, Fauci goes on to blame Rand Paul 
about death threats that he's been receiving death threats and that on his on Rand Paul's website it talks about firing Fauci and you can contribute. Well, okay, I'll say this about that. Is it cool to do that? Maybe not, but that's what politicians do. They 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 have a thing, whatever that thing is. Rand Paul's mission in life is to get this guy fired. I wish he would take it a step further and call for him to go to prison, but you know, that I guess one step at a time. But every politician has some sort of gimmick to try and get contributions. It is what it is. Fauci goes on to say in this in this back and forth with with Dr. Paul that uh, if it wasn't for him, if it, if if uh, it wasn't for Senator Paul, you know, people wouldn't be trying to kill Fauci. Okay, so I'm like, what the fuck? I've never heard of this. I mean, cause that's a pretty bold claim to make that someone tried to kill you, right? So I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Okay, so back in December, which didn't never hear about this, I would have, I'd be curious to know if anyone actually heard about this. Uh, December, I think it was reported the 27th, 28th, somewhere around there, that there was a guy coming from Iowa or was stopped in Iowa, something, uh, tra- and he was stopped for you know what whatever he was stopped for whatever. He had an AR-15. He was a little crazy. Uh, people, you know, they asked what, what, you know, what's going on, whatever. And he said he was on his way to D.C. to kill Biden and Fauci. And you know, he listed had a he had a list. He had a list of things he was going to do. The 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 things he needed to do it. <laughs> he was crazy. He was shot out. The the craziest part about this whole story is the fact that I never heard anything about it. And the reason I say that's crazy is because the dude had an AR-15. <laughs> because usually, that's a catalyst to get the shit rolling on gun control, right? So I'm kind of shocked there. But yeah. to Fauci's credit, yeah, this guy said he was going to kill Fauci. But he also had a list of names. Fauci wasn't number one on the list. There was other people there. He was just one of the names. So it's not like Dr. Rand Paul's uh, rhetoric has got people going crazy to go kill Dr. Fauci. It's uh, he's just mad that he knows he's. I mean, I don't know if he's mad he's about to be fired. I mean, shit, he's like fucking eighty. I mean, maybe he just needs. I, I guarantee, you, if he wasn't going through all this bullshit, he'd probably be like, "I'm gonna retire." He can't retire now. He's in too deep. But he, uh, so he obviously can't quit or retire at this point. At this rate, he better just pray to God he doesn't get thrown in jail. Which, if I had my choice, that's where I'd like to see him behind jail, behind bars, getting the jab every day. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Dr. Fauci, to say people are out to kill you is absurd. There's people out to kill somebody every day. That's what what happens in this country. This particular gentleman, I shouldn't say gentleman, but this particular guy wasn't out to necessarily kill you. He was crazy. He had a list. He was going to kill a lot of people. Fortunately, he was stopped and nothing happened. And which is more probably the reason why you didn't actually hear anything about it, but still shocking nonetheless with the fact that he had the the uh, gun and whatnot that he had. All right, guys, great show today. Please, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, uh, please share it with your friends. Like I said, go to the show notes if you want to read any of these articles I'm going to put on there. Please do so. Please share those with your friends, and uh, go to our. Uh, website don't tread on america.com from there you can go to all the social media platforms or if you don't want to then just go to facebook go to twitter um instagram don't tread on america uh, on instagram and facebook and d tom underscore 1775 on twitter 
and PCGC underscore 1775. And like I said, if you guys want to have a conversation, whether you agree or disagree, that's fine. I really don't care if you disagree. I prefer you agree, but, you know, we can have a discussion. Just leave your comments open so we can have the discussion. All right, EB, you got me? All right, guys, have a great day. Uh, the little tease I'm going to throw out for you for the next show, uh, I'm not going to do it now because we're already an hour plus into this show, but uh, I'm, I'm doing some research on this, and maybe it'll be on the next show, or maybe I'll just do a special. We'll see. But on that note, if you guys, whatever podcast app you're listening to, if you subscribe to the show, you'll get all the updates. So if I do do a special uh, episode other than my Sunday, Wednesday, Friday shows, it'll be there. And it's going to be the rise and fall of empires throughout our time and where are we at today. So stay tuned for that. You guys have a great day. It's January 12th, 2022. And I will talk to you again later. Have a great day.